Hey guys, this is Thomas. This is Taylor. This is Ryan. And we're back again with another Three Dudes, One Blog podcast. Oh yeah. This podcast is for the week of August 22nd, 2016. Oh, can you do that, Cap? No. Oh, I gotta find... I gotta find a bottle cap. I got it before Georgia did. I was gonna say before a particular pupper does. Yes. So... Um, we haven't recorded in what, like two weeks right now? Just, is it one week? Last week? Yeah, we just skipped last week. Just one week that we missed. Yeah. Oh, nice, nice, nice. Clutch, clutch, clutch. Yeah. So, um, before we get started, um, let's hit on some things that have happened. Some things? Yeah, some things that occurred. We probably aren't going to talk about. Um, spoiler alert. Is anybody talking about the PlayStation event? No. No. Okay. So there's an event. Yeah, there's a PlayStation event. Like, What's that about? Two it's weeks. in like two weeks. Does anyone know if anything's going like to be there? More like a little over one week. Is, any, is, is anything teased or perhaps rumored? Um, oh, so you're joking. The PS, the Slim. So What's that? So I'm super excited about the Slim because... I mean, it looks cool. Let's just like get get like some quick shit out of the way so that we can have our predictions. Maybe we'll sure. record next week, but just in case we don't, um, this will let us have a pre-word. Uh, did you guys see the new controller? No, I've it I has heard a about light it. Pass through on the control thingy. So wait, so there's no there's no bar now, or is there still a bar? Well, we don't. I don't think we know. I would know. hope the picture that... I saw had like it looks like a normal controller, mm-hmm. and it's got that touch screen. Yeah, thing. Except on the very top of the touch screen, it's like clear, and so it lets like the light that comes through the front also comes through the top. Now, when you say that, it'll be I'll be staring at it. Then I'm gonna be like looking at it. That's what it looked like in the picture I saw. Like I saw two different pictures of it. Not that it's like so bright that I can't. You know, it's going to blind me or something, mm-hmm. but I feel like that might get annoying if you still can't turn it off. Well, know. my hope is that the... Um, what you do, Lee? The light bar on the front is gone, and then it's just on the touchpad. Oh, you mean like the one in front? Like the one Did on somebody top just it? knock on my door? I couldn't tell. I, I can check if you want. You check that. I'm going to check the audio levels because it looks like... I might be higher than everybody else. Ro, ro. I think we heard someone knock on your door. No, I don't think that Well, this is awkward. How's everybody doing? Uh oh, Amazon. Well, I'm pretty sure that I won last week. I think you did. Just to refresh, I just wanted to agree that it, that's what happened. Oh, there's one more thing I want to hit on. I believe yeah. you did, though. <clears throat> so you think, well, so to clarify, you said you want the one on top to be gone and just no, the front one to be No, I just want it on the touchpad because it, it shines on my, it shines in my room and it's, I play in the dark. And well, yeah, but now it's just going to shine on your face. How's that better? That's better. I feel like that's the same thing. Well, they probably have made it light. Um, like less, not less blaring. Less luminous. Decrease ooh, the lumens. Ooh, the lumens, <laughs> if you will. Um, what a word. Yeah, but let's hit on one other thing. PS Slim, do you... Exists. Okay, first, do you think they are going to announce the Slim and the Neo? 
or just the Slim? Do you think this is going to be a total <laughs> fuck up and they just have a PlayStation 4 Slim? Oh, if they I didn't just announce the Slim, that'd be pretty hilarious. I'd, I'd literally cry laugh. I did not think about that. I thought you were saying it the other way. Like, they just they don't even talk about the Slim and they just talk about the Neo. I think they're Which going would be to worse. announce the Neo and the Slim. Yeah. Like, that's. I mean, what else are they going to do, right? It just makes sense. At this point, okay. they can't hold a Neo conference and not address the Slim. Like, it doesn't exist. Right. Oh, well, I was I was just saying, what if it's if the other way around? What if it's way, just the Slim? If it's just, just the Slim, they screwed up. And they say nothing about the Neo, then they are definitely retooling the entire Neo. Whatever, like... Was mm-hmm. the original plan? They've scrapped it. Yeah, whatever it was, they're, it has they're changed. They're going back and changing it. Yeah, I can't imagine though that they'd call everybody up together just to announce the slim in New York, just to announce the slim. Particularly, so like, although, how, what are the what would they do? They, although, that would go like fifteen minutes. Although, what if? I, I mean, arguably, they like everyone's been saying just. You know, why haven't you at least said something that, like, is like, yeah, we are going to announce a new product, you know, or something. I mean, I understand What if it's because that they have nothing else to talk about at the event? And they're like, they're well. They're not saying anything because they're going to talk about the Slim on the 7th. I mean, yeah. For them to only talk about the Slim would be absolutely mind-blowing. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Let's. And there's, I think, like, two more things I want to ask. Okay. And we'll just blow through these quickly, like, okay. yes, no, yeah. or try answers. And keep, try and keep that. Um, Good luck. <laughs> so, next. Does the Neo come out this winter no. or no. next year? No. Next year. Cannot be this winter. And if it is, it's a mistake. In my well, okay, it might not be a mistake, but I think I still say no. Okay. Man. I should have made this my topic so we could go deep, but we're not going to go deep. I believe it is going to come out this year. No. You're no. wrong. All right. You're so wrong. If it does, they're only trying to beat Microsoft to the punch, and they're not going to have a more powerful console. Well, they're already not going to have a more powerful console. We're not getting into it. not getting into it. Maybe we'll... Next question. Uh, next question. Um, next question. How much do you think the Slim will cost? The if current any... PlayStation 4 price is 350 Do you want me to go first? Sure. I personally think it needs to come in low. Like two ninety nine is what I've been hearing and what I thought would be the perfect number for it to be considered like the slim. But the problem with that is, of course, it's still the same internals as the PS4. It's just smaller, right? And then it's just got a couple tweaks to it. So arguably, it should be the same price and the current PS4 should drop. But that puts the current PS4, if they're going to cut that price, at 300 at 299 and then the slim at 350 which is okay, but then isn't the 1S starts at 299, doesn't it? If not 249, so it's like for some people who are actually on the fence between the two consoles, still they're like, mm, now this one's cheaper. I was gonna say it needs to come in at 299, but when you said that the current one sells at 350, I don't see them selling it at 299. It's got unless they're gonna cut. You them think both. it's lower or higher? Well, unless higher. this is gonna be a big announcement for them to be like, all right, big sale, we're cutting a hundred bucks off of the. Uh, PlayStation 4, and then, you know, the new mm-hmm. one sells at 300 I think either... I don't know. I just don't see them dropping the slim yeah. $50 from where the old I one mean, I was selling. That just doesn't seem like a, a move that happens in the gaming space that we've seen. Starts okay, so you're at... What do, you, what do you think? I guess 350 if I had to say a number. I guess 350 
I'd love to see it hit at 300 to make it a big announcement, in my opinion, because if they just cut it to 300 for the PS4 and then land at 350 for the Slim, I don't think it's really all that... Like, I feel like, you know, there's a big price difference. Well, so you think point. the original PlayStation 4 will be 300 Slim will be 350 If If they don't do something crazy, that's probably what's going to happen. Okay. If they do a big sale, it'll do, go $50 less for both. That, okay. That is my prediction. Wow, I'm, like, so far different than you guys. Um, you think it's going to be, like, 250 or something ridiculous? Well, so it's pretty normal for Sony to not have, like, a... Sale. Well, no. Um, I don't know what the... Uh, the wording is going to sound weird on this because it's going to make the Neo... You're going to be like, well, no, they're doing it with the Neo. It, it would Is it normal for them to have different versions of the same console out oh, at the same time? They don't Whenever know. they announced... Like, when they did the PS3, when they made the PS3 Slim, they, stopped it, they cut the price and they stopped making the original. So it they was don't just, do multiple SKUs. If you got a PS3, you're now getting a Slim. And it was cheaper than the original because mm-hmm. of, uh, manu- you know, whatever scale and other stuff in manufacturing. So the PlayStation Slim is 250 and the PlayStation Neo is 400 I think that's a pretty big price gap. If the Neo somehow comes out this year, I could see them doing a $400, $300 price scale. But since I don't see the Neo coming out this year, I don't see them dropping the PlayStation 4 to $300. And you know what's an even bigger reason that I agree with him? That it's not going to happen and it's not going to be that low? Going back to our previous conversations about it, there's so much writing on them being able to not basically say this is the better console, even though it does everything the exact same. You know what I mean? Like, they've got to be trying to sell the PS4 Neo as, like, the luxury item, right? That people can buy, but they don't need to buy. If it's $150 for me to just not really do 4K or VR, meh, I'm just going to get the cheaper console. Like, I don't really care. So Mm -hmm. I feel like if they want to keep both being a decent, like, selling product, it's got to be closer. I feel like it's got to be closer between the two of them. The PlayStation 4 Slim will be two hundred and fifty dollars. I would the Neo love for you to be right. Will be four hundred. I think that's the. I think that is the right price, but I don't think it's going to happen. Okay, moving on. But I, but I agree that'd be great. Ryan, so Ryan's one last week. Counting and just be like two weeks in a row. Actually, ooh, the three peat. Oh, we have to three peat. We have to dethrone you. Well, I love that I have. Really I'm going no for idea it, and I'm going for the three Pete because I'm Boom. going at you, Thomas. Boom! I'm talking about Uh-oh. one of your old favorites. Oh shit! League. Oh, a game I don't even play. Okay, but it's in the news, and it's pretty pretty big stuff. And we're coming up on the uh, World Championships soon, so some mm-hmm. some pretty major shit is going down on the esports scene of I know League what you're right about. now. I know what you're talking about. Of uh, between. The president of Riot and the founder of Team Solo Mid. Right, Trindamir. Andy Reginald Din, yeah. And then the president of Riot is Mark Merrill, a.k.a. Trindamir. On the forums. So there's Reginald v. Trindamir. So in like a a random interview uh, of Reggie, founder of TSM, they, he was asked about the big recent patch that Riot put out that completely changed the the meta of the, the game. game right mm-hmm. before final, like, Grand Championships is about to happen. And he briefly made a comment. Like, it wasn't very big. And he, like, you could tell. He even, he even said at the end, he was like, 
I don't really like this patch. It changes everything. But, like, I don't want to focus. Like, I don't want to talk about that. Like, this isn't something I want to talk about in the interview. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so he even quickly was just like, I don't like it, but I'm not going to go into it. Like, this isn't something I want to talk about. Trying to avoid a problem. Yeah. Well, right. <laughs> President of Riot well, don't comes you. out two-barrel shotgun just blasting away. Yeah, apparently at, he was not happy with that comment. And he just goes full bore at him making comments about well, you don't pay your players enough and just attacking him like straight at him just saying like, well, if you you can't say we're destroying the game when you're doing you're not paying your players enough and you're not uh, Here's your problems. You're not doing this and blah blah blah. You can do this this and this. And by the way, our patch like we did it because like we even had this in mind and we knew we weren't going to change the game at like some bad time. So we purposely released it now because we knew now is the best time to release this patch. And so he just goes full bore and go figure. Actually, everybody hates riot now. Everybody is just <laughs> surprisingly, like, yo, like that, that was uncalled for. And actually like everything you said is wrong. So Reginald released a statement that um, said it was kind of interesting, some of the stuff. And I watched a video from uh, Monte Cristo, who was a former team owner, and now he's a caster of other games that aren't League because he hates Riot that much. Yeah. <laughs> and so it was kind of interesting, some of the stuff that Monte Cristo addressed that was because uh, he was uh, being an owner, like an ex owner, he actually doesn't really care what he says. Um, So he talked about how there aren't any sponsors in the league scene because Riot won't let them, like, won't let sponsors be there. Or some sort of really strict regulations about it. The teams can't promote their sponsors at all because Riot won't let them. They can only wear little patches on their on shirts. Which is why the mm-hmm. jerseys are the way they are. They can't even wear, like, if they're sponsored by Logitech, they can't wear a Logitech headset. Interesting. It's very interesting. And they don't get any streaming fees, like, like for the ESL streams. Riot keeps all that money. Mm-hmm. Um, Riot hasn't gives each team a stipend that hasn't been increased since 2013. Uh, I thought, and I thought I also read actually, in re- at least at least at least in relation to that in particular, that there's actually now a petition that's going around for all the teams oh, to yeah. basically so sign about like the, 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 what ended up kind of coming out of this was a bunch of the ESL team owners got together and sent a formal letter to Mark Merrill saying these are all of the things we that like we think changed. we can mutually work together to change yeah. and fix this like the scene. Because mm-hmm. one of the things Mark Merrill goes out and like it says, well, all these team owners are investing money in other games and they should be focusing it all on league. They're making all these millions of dollars off of league and then they're just spending it on money that's not league mm-hmm. or whatever. When both owners, both of these owners came out and said, actually, I make more money off of CSGO stickers than I do on the entire, my entire league, league circuit. circuit. Uh huh. So wow. 
Now, granted, I will say, I don't think anyone really shared numbers around those things necessarily. I think that's all pretty anecdotal around the fact that Mark Merrill thinks they earn that much money, and they say they don't earn that much money. Well, Ryan we don't made know the real numbers, billion dollars last year or something yeah. like so that. So we, we at least know Riot is making money, which no one's surprised at, let's be honest. And like from the, some of the things that I've seen is like each player gets a stipend of like around fifteen to $20,000 from League. Mm-hmm. And then they get their their contracts from the teams that right. are like hundreds of thousands of dollars. I mean, that's a, that, that right. that's more than I make in a year. And like the the teams aren't making that money back from the ESL, mm-hmm. and so it's kind of just this. Inf- I guess you got like, travel fees ha- and stuff. I, I don't know. This is where I don't really know where to go with it. Is like what about like, it? Like what's up with that? Yeah, I mean, we, we had <coughs> league is arguably like with well, a talent. Easily in the top three yeah. of esports games for now, and yet, <laughs> and there's like this. Apparently, behind the scenes, there's been this huge scene of backlash yeah. between the pro scene and the the game itself or the creators itself. Right. Mm-hmm. So, like, I guess the argument or the the point is, what does like. I mean, is is esports there just to be a promotional wing for mm-hmm. the game of like the do the get play enough of our game and get good enough yeah. and you can be a pro and you can do this. I mean, does the game if they like does Riot owe them like stuff? Do they say, hey, we put on a, a twenty million dollar tournament? Yeah, like th- you choose to do this, like. Mm-hmm. We don't owe you anything. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. do you want to go first? Want me to go first? I mean, uh, I don't know a lot about this. Uh, I think I might have seen some blurbs uh, earlier in the week about it, but yeah. I don't care too much because any time I ever read about um, esports teams, I, I always just. Um, <laughs> Have to stop because you get team, too excited. Well, no, team owners and <laughs> team owners are such like sleaze bags. They, well, so what? I actually, I I really like this topic because I read about it and I was thinking about it honestly, kind of all week. Because Polygon had like three articles about it. Kotaku had two. It was all over Reddit, which was pretty interesting to read about. But one, I would say the good news is out of all of this, regardless of all this mm-hmm. stuff that's going on. That at least the teams, whether or not it's just the owners or whether it's actually you know some of the the players, um, want to try and change things and make things better for the players, and especially for a very well known esports title, that's a good thing. You know, hopefully things go better. But to the same point, like you're saying, literally recently, wasn't there this big article about how one of the league managers was like literally like skewering his players in the sense that they weren't getting funded and stuff like this, or well, like yeah, he was basically so taking all the there, wins for themselves. There are shitty team owners or whatever. Which and yeah. one good thing that League Riot has done is like they kicked out three teams at the beginning of this last right round because they weren't paying their players. They right? Like the teams were dysfunctional and falling apart, and so not playing the players. And so they literally, like, yeah. said, you cannot be in the league. You have to let go of all your players. Like, like they have, like, you're not allowed to play. Like, league. you're done. Which. Um, so on the bad side, like, controlling the bad teams, I would say Riot has done a very efficient job yeah. of that. 
maybe so maybe that's leaked over and they've they've been too heavy handed with the ones that are actually like playing by the rules and this is what we have to do. But just, but at the same point, I think maybe he was getting angry by he. I mean, like Mark was getting angry and being you know mm-hmm. saying like these are the things that we know we know are happening. We fixed before and we're continuing to watch. Mm-hmm. Whereas perhaps that was just directed at the wrong person. I mean, you say things on the internet, they get that it happens, but. At the same time, based on that and based on the fact that there's all this confusion lately around, like, who really owns the IP and the mm-hmm. streams and stuff like yeah. that when it comes to Let's Plays and it comes to other, pro- like, things that people produce that are based on games. I feel like it's it's one of those growing pains of the esports, what's mm-hmm. the word, arena, in the sense that they got to figure out, is this going to be like football where we get all of our yeah. money from sponsorships or is this really about promoting the game and that's why we don't do I mean, spons- it's an you know, interesting like- dynamic in that, like, if you compare it to traditional sports sports of the the league itself the nfl itself isn't anything no it is just a a a union a you an agreement (laughs) between 32 teams yeah to play each other in a set standard of rules these 32 teams are 32 individual owners of one thing yeah and so Mm -hmm. these teams created this league and so there's this the, the the different dynamic of esports is the teams aren't what built the game. Mm-hmm. The game built the teams. The, the, like the teams the don't exist built without the game, the game. And these teams just pop up inside of that community and just say, "We're just going to be a really good competitive like team or whatever." Now to that point though, there's also like Team Solo Mid uh, and um, I think Cloud Nine's another good example. They span multiple games. Like they oh, have yeah. teams for a lot of games. Like I think they even have Overwatch teams already. Probably mm-hmm. I haven't really read too much about it, but yeah, most games. most big teams put together Overwatch um, like things, Overwatch rosters. But uh, the professional league, the best, yet. yeah. The, well, the best. In my opinion, I think most of the best Overwatch teams are not ones that came out of other games. Other, yeah, other games. Well, like when you say came out of other games, like it, it's not like well, like Evil Evil Geniuses, for for example. I think they have other teams besides just StarCraft, but they're particularly, I believe, they were known for their StarCraft teams. Mm-hmm. When mm-hmm. If, when that's how they. I mean, came there's about. a lot of teams that cross multiple. Or there's there's. Right. All these esports owners own or across various games, which, and that's which one is of, one of his complaints. That's one of the like complaints yeah. is like Team Solo Mid has a an ESL league team, has Hearthstone players, has CS:GO teams, has whatever Heroes mm-hmm. of the Storm teams, blah 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 down down right. the line. Yeah. Of and so he one of his arguments. I, I don't really care about that point, but like one of the other points is is I do agree with this is. It seems pretty ridiculous that the they can't stream their ESL games. Yeah. Like, I get Riot wanting to... Control that. Control, like, the, the mainstream of, like, have your Riot shoutcasters and have them, like, do their normal thing. But, like, the individual players could at the same time stream... Like their individual screen themselves. Yeah, I mean, it almost so like goes. If I just wanted to watch Faker, Faker, you could that's just watch Faker or whatever. I mean, that's not a good. I mean, it, it is, is a, a good, good example, example because of all the crap that's been going on. This is like 
this is mainly a fight between the NA owners. While it, it is. will affect all the other leagues, mm-hmm. like this is a fight that's particularly going out on the NA scene. This is actually just a completely random question for you, but would you say that esports are probably closer to FIFA in the sense that there's an organization that controls what's going on in the sense that Riot is a corrupt its own organization FIFA. Yeah. dominating <laughs> everything? <laughs> I'm not saying there's a relation there. I'm just saying they're like FIFA. But I mean, <laughs> I understand... Riot, I mean, this is Riot's game. They don't yeah. owe, like, th- these teams aren't owners of the game like traditional sports teams are actual owners of right. the leagues that they're in. Right. And that's one of the complaints is, like, some of these teams have said, hey, we should get maybe, like, a 1% stake on that season's profits. Like, whatever profits you get from There's, that yeah, some season, kickback. like, those teams get a kickback of it or whatever. Like, there's money dispersed. There's no money currently being dispersed through the, the league based on profits and actual revenue and blah, 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 and all that stuff of, uh, I mean, it's viewership it's, and sponsors and everything. I mean, it's hard. I think there's a balance, but right now the balance is definitely way too much mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. I mean, is there any other scene that doesn't allow like their streamer like their players to actual stream games like at all i was gonna i wasn't i was gonna say that there's not necessarily another scene that i can think of that's identical to that but another good example i think if i say this right is actually halo right because aren't they all on the mlg site instead of um the other sites like it's MLG's not the same pretty much been destroyed Activision no i know bought mlg out but my my, like... my point is simply that there there's other examples of people doing something similar where they're saying mm. you can't stream on certain sites you can't do certain things with mm. it you have to follow the rules you know i mean i feel like it's no different than basically saying like you you know rgb3 rg3 can't go out and just do whatever the hell uh-huh. he wants he's got to play by the rules you know mm-hmm. what I mean? so um let me make sure i understand correctly so they can't um, they can't stream. They can't like do their own stream. This is at they tournaments only, correct? Yes, yeah. During any ESL matches, they cannot stream. Right. No, there's no. Okay. There's, there's I mean, caveats there. But when I'm own, when I'm yeah. doing my training, I can stream yeah. that. But there's also caveats to that with all the stuff that happened with Faker in the sense that like people were watching him and it's like, are you spectating the game? Are you spectating him? And there was all that confusion for a while ago about how that was working necessarily. Like, people were using the API to particularly find and spectate his games, and it's like, that's not... Anyway, it's not important, but yes. Never mind. You're talking very quietly, just so you know. It's okay. None of that was really important. I'm going to be honest. Um, And I I guess... Go look up the faker controversy. Riot wants all the the viewers to watch through yeah. the league portal. They don't want, mm-hmm. they want, they want to get their revenue from ads and their revenue from you going through their channel. They don't want mm-hmm. you like, cause I mean, if you think about it, it's not really in terms of a business sense, it's, it's smart to do. It's the right thing to do mm-hmm. because you have so many teams. I mean, sure. There's the popular ones with TSM and all the other people in cloud nine and that have the, the, other, the yeah. big teams that everyone wants to watch when they get to the end of the tournament. But there's, how many teams do they go through to get to those tournaments? How many qualifiers do they play to play other teams that have no name that people want to follow? And they do on their Twitch streams. But if they didn't go through Riot to do that and to spectate their games, like there'd be there'd be no centralized way for them to say, you must go through our portal. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. we must get money before you get to them kind of a thing. But, like, that's that's the problem is that Riot shouldn't have the right but yeah, which, to yeah. just, like, dominate the scene. Not that that's if right. If I should, do. like, if I want to watch 
this is like the one. It's totally random, but the one North American League player I know his name's Afro Moo. If I want to watch Afro Moo, like I should just be able to watch Afro Moo's Twitch stream. I want to watch Afro Moo just to learn who this guy is. That's a fun name. I just know Moo. he's on Moo. CLG. Moo. I just want to. Like, <laughs> I hope that's his chant. I hope people wear like cowbells and stuff. Moo. I don't know. Yeah. Well. I guess I'm. I guess I'm. I'm an old. I'm an oldie in this argument, and that Back in my um, day, if you can watch the stream that Afrojack is on, aren't you watching Afrojack? Because it's a good show. No, because the, I like, mean, you want to see it from they, Afrojack's perspective. They cut around to like they'll go to the other team or whatever. I mean, have you ever been to like an MLG event or something like that? I mean, yeah, yeah it's just the I, cameras. They just switch I between know, the shotcasters and the cameras. Click around, I was like, if yeah. I just want to watch his play, like you I'm a jungler, he's a jungler. I want to watch his pro jungle strats against. Like he's on CLG, I want to see how he handles against Faker. No. Like, in, unless like, it's his own stream match. and they just happen to play each other, no. You cannot. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you can see him. You just can't see every single mouse click he does. Yeah. But I wanted that's what I want. How I many times do you click the mouse in a league game, Thomas? The lot. I need every one. I need data. Not really. I don't really care. Not me, per se. Basically, where I get your shit together. I don't think Quibian there's... Dicks. I... I find it I so don't weird. See, I, don't I must not have all the information because I'm coming out like in the exact opposite as you guys. Oh, really? What uh, you, oh, I... Like, I think Riot's totally fine. Well, no, I never. I'm, I'm actually thinking that at the end of the day, Riot's within all of their rights to do everything they've done. Not necessarily just within their rights, but in the right. I well, I would. I will say there's some gray area around some of the rules about how each player and particularly the teams can do with sponsors and stuff like that. Like, I just think as esports grows into something that's going to be taken more seriously by other people, some of those things are going to have to be figured out eventually. Like, what are we going to do when Pampered Chef wants to sponsor a team? No one cares about Pampered Chef. No one really wants to I buy mean, their crap. The but if if it's that big, like, who cares? You just throw the NASCAR way. You throw another logo on a shirt. Yeah, you, just, you just start the, getting patches. The NBA is selling patches on their jerseys now i mean every league is starting to sell ad space like not allowing the teams to wear an astro headset you have to wear the custom riot headset with little earbuds tucked underneath or whatever that's just ridiculous now okay what i will say it's i say league's a bad example for some of Doesn't the conversations we're having around like sponsorships and stuff like that. Imagine if a team was spon- imagine if a brand new headset came out and it was just much better at like, you know, the 3D sound kind of shit where it was just really good at kind of placing sounds I around mean, you. That's what the Astro in or all like, the other games. Right, but like, so Astro was pretty much the universal de facto. for Call of Duty and Turtle Beach just came out with it was like, like their super headset and it's just like we're just gonna give a bunch more money than like Astro was offering and outbid. Like, if if Logitech is gonna pay fifty million dollars to my team and give me shitty headsets, like I'm gonna play with Logitech. 50, they gave me fifty, 50 million. million we're gonna wear the crappy. It's not headsets. about how bad or good the headsets are. It's what teams like. 
Now, right. I think a lot of people still prefer Astro over Turtle Beaches. Like but, they say, the new Turtle Beaches aren't as good as the A40s. So that's but Turtle Beach came in and just outpaid. I love that you everybody. like know that like Turtle Beach is better than Astro because I had no idea until just now. But my point is the fact that as things get bigger and as this becomes more of a problem. In certain games, that actually becomes a question, right? Like, what if this headset allows me to like better turn on turn on the dudes you're trying to catch, you know, jump me or whatever? Don't suck. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I don't know. This isn't a problem. I feel like it gets more interesting. It's not a problem. problem. I just, it's a problem in the sense that the rules are going to get they're going to get bombarded. People are going to get, you know, like Riot is. People Riot's going to get in trouble for keeping them restricted against these kinds of things. It's a problem when the president of Riot comes out and says. You're stealing all this money from your players, but we're not giving you any money to give to your players. And there's no way for them to try to make outside money because League won't let them make any money. That's Why won't League is. let them make any money? Because they restrict ads. You can't run any ads. You can't run wear headsets. You can't promote keyboards and mouses. You can only During run- the tournament. No, at all. I think that's at all, isn't it? It's just that you can't stream during the tournament. They they went after TSM's YouTube channel for running ads during videos. They said you can't run this ad during a league video on your YouTube channel. Because it promotes something that we don't like. It, and it was like a mouse or something. Mm-hmm. Like you can't promote this mouse. That is still on, interesting, but like YouTube they have, channel. they have restrict. Like I don't know, it's just weird because it's game related. Like I can't controller related. Okay, so and so like the, the you can you can say yes, theoretically teams should be able to sell ad space on their jerseys or whatever, and like if you can wear whatever you want, but like companies don't want that. Companies aren't paying them for ad space on jerseys because it's not a big scene currently. They want the whole thing right now, right? Like, if it's big enough that millions of people are just watching, you know? Like, I mean, okay, then we'll put a I'm we'll an outsider, and I'm trusting, like, Reggie saying, like, that is fact. Like, he said... See, that's... and Well, that's what I was that's... saying. Like, everything's anecdotal about this. Like, we don't really know necessarily how much each person is making. We don't necessarily know how much the owner is making. We don't know how much Riot is preventing. Like, if mm-hmm. I had numbers, I would sit here and just, you know, shred Riot for the next 15 minutes. But at the moment, it's like... Mm-hmm. They're technically within all of their rights according to the ways that they currently operate to do everything that they want to do about this. Mm-hmm. It sucks that they're not really given the bigger stipend. It sucks that it sucks that they're not given more money, but at the same time, so you know, it's, it's a Twitch stream. Why it's is it Riot's job to pay the players? Shouldn't it be the owner's job to pay the players? I mean, Shouldn't it? I mean, well, if, I, if I make a game and six billion people start playing yep. my game mm-hmm. is it my responsibility to pay for these people to play my game i would say it might be your responsibility to organize the tournament is it my responsibility fair. to organize the tournament your responsibility to pay the players but it's not your like you can't then go out of your way to prevent people from making outside of income so i if if riot is truly not allowing teams that are officially affiliated with league to do any sponsorship at all that's wrong and if that's true these teams should have stopped playing with riot years ago and should have made their own league which they can easily do 
if it's this fucked up, you just say, all right, we're not going to play with you. Maybe he's getting that point. So we come back to league sucks at the end of the day, and you should play Overwatch, right? I mean, that's what that's what we're, that's what our takeaway is essentially. Yeah, yeah. I Get mean, to the good game, and maybe we'll talk about this more intensely. Yeah, the <laughs> I'm just kidding. Get good. I don't care about league anymore. He's so bad. he's so beyond it, Ryan. He's over it. I think Apparently. it's. In, I think. I think to a degree, it's interesting, and I think. As one of the bigger games that people recognize as an esport, and as one of the things that's been broadcasted on, has League actually hit TV? Is it just Heroes that's been on ESPN too? Um, well, I, I don't know. I forget. Anyway. But the point is, I'm sure they'll be involved in some of the things that happen as esports gets more popular. Right. I mean, there's going to be a, if it gets popular enough, there's going to be a lot of money associated with this, and it's gonna it's gonna be a big deal to figure out how much each percentage of whoever gets you know what i mean just like how it is with the nfl right or I mean, fifa the, or whoever so the, the like the big thing that my thought of the whole thing hinges on is about the sponsorship stuff outside of tournaments yeah um so I, mean, I when I like when I played league and I followed people that streamed league yeah. and followed other esports like pretty heavily yeah. in the early 20 teens like I had like so I knew ago. knew some streamers um not like super personally but I like talked to them outside of just like saying hey well, OMG um and all of them made their money not by winning tournaments but by playing with a Logitech keyboard on their stream and saying, this Logitech keyboard's great. You should buy it because Logitech gave them thousand, you know, they, they made all of their money, not through the actual tournaments, but through their practice Twitch streams where they're just playing league or counter-strike for 12 hours yeah. a day. And that headset that they're wearing, they're getting right, paid right. to wear that headset. They're getting paid to sit in that chair. Right. And that's where they made their money. Now, if, I mean, look at Peter Byron. And the way I look at it from team managers, from what I've read about teams, is the team manager says, okay, I'll manage all your shit. Logitech, Razor, um, DX Racer, they'll pay me, and then I'll give you the money right back. I'll just take a little bit out for, you know, I got to. Finder's fee. I got to pay. You got to pay me to like put this shit together. But then. He's like an agent. The, then the team lead takes all the money that you made and gives it to make this other team. To say like okay, like and and that aspect I like if if this is what's going on because I know nothing about this whole thing. You know what? No. If that's what's going on, then Riot is right. Like these these guys are making their money off of sponsorships from their league players, which I know is like this is how I've knew streamers made money in the past, mm-hmm. and they're putting that money into other games. I mean, they have to diverse, diversify, but wh- whatever. But you that's know, only like, for if, them. But it's not—it's not for the players of each individual game, right? Like, it's not like they get kickbacks for the CS:GO winnings or something like that. Or the CS:GO sponsorships. So it only makes sense that that would only benefit the you know the owners or whatever. It wouldn't benefit the players. I, what? I'm agreeing with. I'm, that okay. Was, that was trying to agree with, like, continue with what you're saying because on top uh-huh. of all that crap, what makes no sense is like actually there was an article that came out recently that said that. Um, I think it was Valve was basically saying they were trying to diminish the role of CSGO coaches 
during matches because, you know, ha- I mean, let's be honest. If you're not having the tunnel vision of figuring out exactly what you're doing at that exact moment and you're looking at six screens and seeing what's going on on the big monitor, you're like, oh, yeah, you need to switch because you're not doing a- you're not doing well right now. For that outside force to happen, I mean, it's kind of a big deal, right? But, like, why isn't there any kind of regulations around what the owners are doing then? Like, why isn't there anything that reference exactly how they're treating their players or something I mean, like if the... The argument against the the whole coaches argument is like or the the owners is if the owners were so bad players wouldn't play for them. If the owners were so shitty, they were screwing the players, players would leave like wouldn't work. Like, which which just TSM like how you consistently Riot. be the best team and have like the best team if like Reggie was a terrible person and like the best players didn't want to play for him. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Like there's the they'd I mean, go to somewhere else if someone yeah. was offering more money or they'd go somewhere else if they were just completely unhappy and just so, like any job if you're unhappy at your job you go somewhere else the, the and i mean I, we we should wrap this up but like <laughs> yeah. the, the 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 thing is is like riot is making I, i'm not saying riot owes anyone anything yeah but like mm-hmm. these guys are basically being forced to be unpaid workers in that like if if i and this is one I should have brought this up earlier, but like if I, one of the players uses some like skin that people, casual players have never seen before, and they see it like this faker use this sweet skin, like they go buy that skin, mm-hmm. like they're and Riot looks at all these things and sees these and like faker doesn't get any money on the back end for like people buying that skin while he's using that skin, like Riot knows on the back end. Well, I have a million people watching this stream, and five hundred thousand of them went and bought this skin the second this game ended, or whatever, mm-hmm. like ten seconds after this game ended. Like, Riot just gets all that money; they don't get any cut of that. Whereas, like in CS:GO, they have like their CSO ninjas in pajamas, gun camo stuff, or Dang. whatever, and like they get that cut of like that stuff. And so there's just small things where Riot is just like. No, nah, we're just going to take it. Meh. We're just going to take it. And, like, I'm not saying that's wrong. Riot, it's not against the law. It's not against any rules. But is it right? right? Mm-hmm. Overall, I would say is it the nice Riot thing to do? is leaning in the morally wrong ground. Is it their job to be morally right? No. no. They don't owe anyone anything. They're a business, and they made the game. But it would be nice if you did. Uh, it'd be nice if they just run league into the ground <laughs> i mean i wouldn't complain if like, there's no competition for overwatch league. i've hated league from the beginning because it just sucks <laughs> like, it's, it's because it sucks ryan yeah or is this more personal where would all oh, those where would all those people go um, <laughs> i mean i mean they were keep creating all these characters and they're destroying the meta like right before the grand championship oh we man talk about that we can't even we can't we can talk even, about that because about we know we're we too to, far we're too far. Uh, the only thing you want me to go next? I'll, I'll, well, I'll cap this one up. I think in a way that'll please everybody, and that I only know one person that works for Riot, and he's a. Do you know anybody that works for Riot? Yeah. Oh, never mind. He's a douche. Fuck boy. Oh, he is a douche. <laughs> the guy that I know that works for Riot is just, <laughs> just total douchebag, and he's one of their PR people. So, I would say most of the people I have met that work for Riot are not exactly what I would call. The most amazing personalities. Well, you know, when the people you, that I know that work that for Riot are fine. Like three land wars ago. No, the people that I know that work for I don't Riot know are what you're talking fine. about. I like that. I don't right. know. Every so, time I meet someone else, it's like, well, um, 
Yeah, well, it, you, it's easy to get a big head when you yeah, make I the think that's biggest really video game in to. the whole world. Anyway, um, moving on. Moving. I'll go first. Okay. Dibs. You mean second. Dibs. First second. Be- first between the two of us. He doesn't matter. Now, <laughs> so recently... I have actually been going back and I, you know, over the last Steam Summer Sale, I kind of bought a lot of things and I've started to play a lot of random games like, you know, the first Bioshock for the fun of it on my computer because now I feel like I should. But you you paused that to wait for the remaster, right? Yes. Okay. Hence why I was like, I did because I feel like I should. <laughs> I also wanted to see like how it's interesting as I continue this that I've I've been playing the Darksiders franchise, mm-hmm. which stati- statistically, what, that's the wrong word, historically has had a very bad... It's kind of, even when I played it on the consoles, it had screen tears everywhere. It looked nice, but there were times where it just choked. So I was just interested to see if the PC version was any different. Anyway, the point is, um, I was playing those two games. And I love those games for what they do and how they play. And, you know, I like the story and the lore behind it and all that kind of stuff. But the games themselves stick around too long, and they kind of get to this point where the mechanics are just there to be mechanics. I feel like they have nothing to do with anything. Like, at the end of the first Darksiders game, you have a portal, like a portal gun, essentially. It's not even, like, a slight ripoff. It is one of them is blue, and one of them is orange. Uh Like, it's straight up, as much as it sounds like, that's just, like, portal sounded great. That sounds great. What's Ryan, so bad about this? Ryan sent me an article today that was about The Division. And it was an uh, article from our favorite, Paul Tassi. Paul Tassi. P-Tass. Um, where he was basically talking about how <laughs> they recently came out in a state of the game pour stream and said, hey. Yeah, pour one out for Tass. Uh, <laughs> He's dead. That's fine. He, he recently, they recently came out for a state of the game stream and they said, hey, we're going to delay the next DLC and instead focus on fixing the game for the next yeah. two months. They did a big state of the game stream. Yesterday. To be fair, what you don't know is they do those a lot. This was just the big wow. one because they had things to say in it. Like I think Hamish uh, Hamish Broad is one of the popular guys who's usually yeah. on the on the on the streams. But anyway, so Hamish, they basically you can out. tell he's a douche with the name Hamish. He's a nice guy. <laughs> okay, but so um, they basically said, we're going to delay the DLC. We're going to fix the R. game. R. We're going to focus on this. We're going to focus on Y. We're going to focus on Z. We're going to look gonna at all these things. The division? We're going to overhaul the game. Uh huh. Now, Tassie's article was basically like, it's not going to happen. Like, we Is love... this game worth saving? Yeah, we love the effort. We love what you're doing. But I'm starting to ask why. And so the, the way this comes together is that in terms of what I was talking about before, is that... It's too far gone. It's it's not even that it's too far gone, in my opinion. Because far. arguably... I mean, for instance, look at other MMOs. They've been around for a very long time, and there's been... They're too far gone. There's dips, and there's weaves between Didn't the player bases. Did you see bases. Phil Kohler's article about Warlords of Draenor? Where, where the MMO has gone from the tip-top of the heap to the bottom of the heap, and possibly from the bottom of the heap to the top of the heap when you look at something like Destiny, for instance. So, oh, I thought you were going to say Final Fantasy fourteen an MMO that actually did be, get good. Or, or there's, good. There are plenty of examples. I'm going to miss things when I say things. Yeah, there you go. But the point is that he started to basically say, like, here are the things that are wrong with the game. And they're the same things that they're saying they're going to overhaul, but it's also the same things they've touched on in multiple patches, and we no longer have faith. Things that they've tried to fix for the last. We no longer have faith that they can be fixed. So, 
what I started thinking about and what actually kind of like the more I thought about that article, the more I really thought about what that meant. I started to come back to this idea that sometimes franchises in particular have this knack of focusing on something that is totally not what they should focus on at all. And because one of the things Tassie said in his article is that the division is really, 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 really good at like the beginnings of the game. You know what I mean? And the fact that like from levels like one to what, 30, the game's fun. It's fun to play. It's interesting, all that kind of stuff. And it's, it's, I wouldn't say a joy necessarily, but it's, it's fun to do. Right. Uh, is somebody knocking on the window? On the window. Yes. Is it? Is it one of your wives? I have no idea. I bet it's one of your wives. It was Savita. Oh well, go look. Why is Savita? Uh, okay, that's locking. That's locking. Okay. okay. Anyway, I point they were is, in. no Savita guest star. No Savita guest star. They're invading. <laughs> so the point is that he starts to ask the question: Is the is the division worth saving? Is it worth something doing? Because. When you're playing the division at first, it's tactical, it's interesting, it makes you think about what you do, but then the second you get to the end game and the second you get to the high levels, it's basically about how long can I survive before these bullet sponges get their one shot off that kills me no matter what I do, basically. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, similarly, the Darksiders franchise was, um, for me at least, amazing up until I get to this point where I've got so many different mechanics in my inventory, I don't know what the heck I'm supposed to do with these things. You know what I mean? Mm. So Get good. I, I, to a degree, yes. So, but for the for the division in particular, like I actually go back and start to see that the real problem with the game stems from honestly the Tom Clancy name, right? And it's really a problem that even if the next one comes out, is not going to be fixed in the manner of the game that they're making. Mm-hmm. So, my question to you is: Let's say they overhaul everything and it works, right? In the sense that it's better. In, you know, drops are more manageable. It's loot 2.0. Things are fun. They somehow are able to make all of the skills not buggy. They're somehow getting rid of all of those problems. And then all like the game itself is, is not touched in the sense of how it works and how it plays. But they invite you to come back and basically see how much better it is to feel like you're getting that gear and to go through the same story that we currently have. Would you go back? No. Simple yes or no, or you can give a longer answer if you want. No problem. I'm, I'm well, gonna, I'm going to delve into it. I mean, the the longer answer would be like what? Okay, if you want a longer so, answer, what would you need fixed for them to come back? Because I think it's a much more fundamental problem with the game and how it's designed than it is something as simple as fixing loot or fixing bugs mm-hmm, or fixing how um, the 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 particular DLC works or something. Please elaborate on your. Point I think about the Tom I, I Clancy. Think I can talk, so and this yeah, is go what ahead. I want to go talk for about. it. I mean, is well, I'm not going to talk about the Tom Clancy, but I'm going to talk about what I think is wrong with the game or my side uh-huh. of it is. I'll crown it with that. The thing I feel like I know that they can fix is they can, and it's it's mind-boggling how they haven't fixed it yet. Is like they can fix the loot drops, yeah, and they can fix the sets. And they can do that stuff. They can fix the gear. They can fix the guns. They make can it fix balanced. Everything. Do like that. that. But my personal problem with the division is, like you said, the game is good until you get to the end, and then the end game is just garbage. Yeah. In the sense that, in particular, I think most what most people come back to 
is that like most MMOs, the way you know you make things interesting once you're powerful enough to take out anything in the world is you basically just put a three point thirteen point two million hit point boss against ten different people and say survive through the mechanics and survive through the raid and you can basically kill him in five, in five minutes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because I mean, just like. We didn't really play any of the incursions, but some of the harder bits of the game, even, you basically just kind of have to hit a bullet sponge for a few minutes, and I it's mean, fine. The first Which is fine. incursion is just complete trash, though. Mecha- mechanic wise. The incursion is barely better. But so, where I come back to and where I say I think the problem's the Tom Clancy name is that st- I keep, I've done this recently where I'm like, I say statistically, but I keep thinking historically in my head. It's really dumb. But so, historically, Tom Clancy games like Splinter Cell are very, they're very tactical. They're very much so about putting yourself in the right place. Ghost Recon was the same way. It's all about being, re- being you know, realism, making it almost more of a simulator than it is a shooter in the sense that it's meant to be a military experience because, mm-hmm. I mean, he's a novelist and all those kind of things. So, with that name in mind, up until the end game, you're you're very much so doing that. You have to keep cover. You have to use your abilities. You have to monitor all these things. The second you get to these points where you're basically sitting in the first incursion, at least, sitting in a pit, fighting 15 waves of enemies to blow up an APC in the middle of a room that's not really moving. It's like, that's not very tactical. That's not very interesting, nor is it very mechanically driven. So people start to, start to kind of complain about the fact that, like, okay, yeah, but if I break the game and Y is X, Y, and Z, I can do this in three minutes and have better gear than everyone around me. And then it kind of feels like they're wasting their time. And the more you read about it, the more, you know, like it compounds itself. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the thing that's mind boggling to me is like, I mean, we haven't even touched on how shitty and fundamentally flawed the dark zone is. Right. And how like, it seems like there's nothing that immediately comes to mind of how they can actually fix the dark zone. Which is one of, Tassie's points and like, how, how are you going to bring in like... balanced and interesting PVP when basically, I mean, arguably 50% of the game was built about the fact that like you can go into the dark zone, you can do whatever you like, whatever you want. You can shoot fellow agents, you can go rogue and all this kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, it's like, Maybe it's just me. Maybe it's just the people particularly that I read that about that are complaining about. They're like, I feel so guilty doing it. Like I shoot someone. I'm like, man, why did I do that? And then on top of that, like the rewards are kind of minimal for doing it and stuff like that. But that's that's a different discussion. I don't understand where they got into this idea of wave defense is like the end game solution. I don't know. I've like the best part, like the, the whole division is built on like these these co-op missions four player co-op story missions of you're like going through like this building and like working tactically and working together like develop a an eight or a 12 man like big mission of like where you start at one point of the city and you work your way through these buildings and down into the underground and up into another building or like you work your way up the empire state building building, which is the big one there's so many like great raid like activities that they could have done and they're like no we're just gonna make these wave defense after wave defense end games that's just like we're just gonna put you in a warehouse i just at the end of the day i don't think realism is hard to do in a game that's all about ever increasing power right like it would be almost impossible. I, guess, I mean that's where and I, that's that's why i'm saying the real problem is the tom clancy name because as you Let's say can you the build game... these huge raid bosses when you're still saying this is a human being? Yeah, and like enough he- and in a few couple headshots, if they're wearing head armor or something, just kills them, right? Like, how do you make that almost ultimate moment for an incursion something that can be dispatched easily? Which mm-hmm. arguably the APC is a good solution for something like that. You have to take out a vehicle, but the point is that 
like, especially for other MMOs, right? Like as you increase in power, the rest of the game becomes trivial. So the focus has to be on whatever end game content there is. Mm -hmm. But if all the end game content is, is basically having different numbers, but arguably there's only so many versions of guns you can have, which I suppose lends itself to maybe FPSs or third person shooters aren't that great as MMOs, but there's only so much variety you can have as you get into a boss. There's only, only so much variety you can do when it terms, when it comes to the core mechanics of a shooter to actually have interact between the AI and the player. Whereas if you do things like you get abducted and that's the incursion, right? Like you get captured and you have to go around getting your gear back and getting out through the base and being tactical about it or something like that. That would be an interesting or something like that. I don't know. Basically at the end of the day, what, like, do you think, would you like, would you go back to the division after this overhaul? Do you think whatever they can do to basically essentially just the loot system and the skill system, be enough to bring you back and make it like a super interesting game to you again? Or is it like the game itself that's flawed? Like, I don't know, comments about that. Right. Well, I think what would have to make me go, what would have to happen for me to go back to yeah, the division that's is also interesting, yeah. um, the same thing that you're saying, same thing that you're saying is the the level design needs an overhaul. Some, someone um, needs to be switched out. So the, the way the loot now, this is just me. Um, the way the loot system works is right until you hit that that wall is fine. Oh, I mean, yeah. just keep increasing the numbers. That, like, as long as the bosses I'm playing against, as long as the enemies I'm playing against are challenging, I don't care if their numbers are increased. You know, because it's, it's like, like people... In, in RPGs in general, like yeah. you, you start out doing six damage to people with twenty five health, and then you end up doing thousand six thousand damage. damage to people with twenty five hundred health. Yeah, it's all. I mean, it's basically the same equation, just with higher numbers. Yeah, just keep increasing the numbers, but give us like what you're saying, uh, more varied, more interesting levels. Yeah, if the division comes out and shows like. These really cool levels that, uh, that have verticality and have things where different players on the team have to accomplish do different, different objectives and do them simultaneously. Or like you're saying, Ryan, you do a, a run through the whole city and you have to go through buildings and then you're climbing up on rafters, on roofs, jumping down and climbing through the sewers and stuff like that. Or you've got a raid and you're raiding up the empire state up the empire state building whatever. like those are all interesting things if uh massive came out in a month and said we have two we have three new missions and they were exactly what we're saying one you uh work your way to the top of the empire state building two you do a, a run through the whole city and three you have been abducted or something and you have to get all of your shit back, I would go back and play The Division. Hands down, I would too. I don't think the systems are the problem. Are the, I mean, the systems are a symptom, but I think the main issue, which is you know, the thing with any game, is you have to, you have to keep the core gameplay yeah. interesting. Yeah. And staring, standing in a room and doing wave defense is not interesting level design. I mean, like, I can think of, like, like rooms that were basically um, wave defense in the earlier parts of the division that were, like, pretty fun. 
like, like there was still you, when you're like when you're in the server room that has two levels yeah and it has the front and the back and the middle and there's even like a half level in between there like and i can they, rem- i can think and they I have places out where medics whole sit room down right hard now. to get to and stuff yes i can i can map that whole thing out and um the the level but you cleared that wave, like you cleared those two waves of guys, and then you moved on. Yeah, right. You don't sit yeah. in the warehouse for an hour and a half, and that's what he's getting at. Yeah, exactly. It's like right. You have to you have to continually create interesting levels. You know, if you could even like make it super cool and just uh, borrow the guys from from software for like three days and build a level where it goes back on itself and you see where you were before, like that shit's from, so from. awesome. Uh, no, for I mean sure. that's that's what they need to do, and I think there is a possibility. Oh, it's there. That if they're they pulling, can. so uh, I think that the people that have been building the incursions are probably the B team. The same people have been running Destiny for the a year, while the good guys are off on Division Two. Are building the expansions, um, bringing back the good guys to basically put stuff out right now yeah. i think my you know maybe it will be able to maybe it will maybe it won't to to make the game work i mean it, it's ultimately up to what they do i don't think that the division is unsavable at this point i think we we've learned that from games like Life. literally two weeks ago or three or however long ago evolve evolve had less than a thousand people playing and they said all right we Screw realized it. we fucked up mm-hmm. Like, nobody even cared about it. It wasn't like nobody was even saying Evolve would be great if they would do this. Like, it was over. It was dead. Nobody even thought about the game for eight months. And they thought and about they it for said, t- And they're like, hey, you know what? Game's free to play. And now they have over a million players. Mm-hmm. But, and so the, the, the thing that, I mean, I don't know how much more we want to talk about it, but like, the, the point that Paul, is, Paul makes in his article is they can fix the game. But it it takes so much. Like this isn't just a loot 2.0 for Diablo, where it was just like revamp the loot system. The game works great. The mm-hmm. game like itself, the dungeons, all that stuff works great. Just fix the loot system, or yeah. like Destiny, just fix like a couple things. Like there's so many things that need fixing. Like and and we're talking about like. I mean, even in Destiny, I had the same problem. Their core idea of how they're working on the division of, like, is that worth, like, the game can be saved, but is that goes back to the point of, is it worth saving if Division 2, division two is supposed to come out anywhere, next Anywhere between next winter and the winter after that, even, right? Of, like, I mean, everybody's assumed... And I mean, this is an assumption that they're on a two-year cycle mm-hmm. of there was going to be DLC this year and into next year, and then in the winter 2017, Division Two would be launched. For sure, is what it is. But are we? I mean, yeah. I mean, I'll just put a cap on it because it's a pretty straightforward topic, really. When you come down to it, that. Just like you were just saying, I think Tassie hints on some really great things, but just as he alluded to, I think there's much more systemic problems that they would have to address before it would really become something that I would be like mm-hmm. eager to get back to. That's, yeah. even, even with the next DLC, even if they fix everything, the next DLC comes out, I'll think about it. You know what I mean? But I'm not going to be like, yeah, let's get back in the division. Let's do that. Yeah. You know? 
Mm-hmm. I just think they're so far down the rabbit hole of where they are it's, and it's, what their game is. Is like it takes a total mind shift. Yeah, and like, and if, if you're not going to do a that, total mind shift. Why not put that in the next put game? That in the next game, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it all hinges on what Ubisoft is doing behind doors that we don't know about. Yeah, which yeah. is probably the biggest. I mean, I think if. I just I just think that if they just ditch, I really think they're going to have to ditch the Tom Clancy game. Well, so here's the here's the problem. Um if if Ubisoft um massive yeah came out in like a week and said, "You know what, Paul Tassi, you're right. We're working on Division 2. You're welcome, Ben Gutierrez. We told you something exists before <laughs> you were supposed to know about it." Like, then a fucking leak is a fucking leak, you idiot. Then if they do that, everyone will stop playing. Yeah, Literally, well, that team will die. Not that every, not only that everybody will stop playing the original Division. I mean, who knows? They might, they might keep playing it, and, you know, the, whatever. You've, you've lost so many people at that point. If you come out with anything. literally, like, eight months after your game has come out. It came out this year, right? It was, like, this, it was this spring. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I have to let me look it up. I don't remember. March, it was was it March? It was like this March. Your game is that less seems... than a year old, and you've given up on it. There's no way I'm buying Division Two. I don't care what you that show me. That seems mind-boggling that it came out in March, but I think you're right. Yeah, Whoa. March eighth. Yeah, I'm like you know I'm what's even crazier. There's you know what's even crazier. We're still talking about this like this is the craziest thing in the world. Like this game is unsavable. But Destiny took a year before it was really something that people really cared about, right? For instance, I mean, Loot 2.0 is what two years down the line for Diablo, which comes back to, t- to Tassie's point that those other games were either a a new IP or b in Diablo's case had 15 years of pedigree that people were willing to commit on and willing to continue with. Well, but that's so, still, but that still says I I agree with you. It's like it's so savable. I, I don't think either of those. I think the only point that PTAS comes out with that is worth is is, is truth, on truthiness. Or, I don't know. Yeah, worth holding on to is if they are making the division two. Yeah. How much time and money do they want to spend on the division one? But yeah, it's. I mean, like, we, at the same time, we're seeing this with Destiny right now, though. You can uh, come back. Like, you can come back. I mean, they came back, and now we're just sitting around waiting for Destiny two. But like, they just keep putting out quality like, stuff. Stalling, like they're stalling for mm-hmm. Destiny two, but they're putting out quality stuff. So I, I just think like they can't just keep putting out the same shit. Yeah, they, they need to have up, to up the game. If, yeah, I, if, I the also, game. if I also want to be honest, at the end of the day, when I go through and I read any sort of forum posts to things that people are really excited about, like things that are getting a lot of attention, like developers commenting on it or something, or if I read the Reddit post or something like that, the amount of salt that is in that community... I don't think is like it's the same salt that was there at the beginning of the De- Destiny. Though. I just feel like it wasn't that bad. I mean, like every day there are so many posts like this game is broken. I hate it. It's just like yeah. I don't man. There has I to mean, be a name for the, the condition. Thing, the one thing that Destiny it was bad. It was Destiny had its flaws, but the game itself played felt so good. well. The division like has flaws but it's like it, to the point every where... it has so many flaws across so many things like it's spongy after you get through the story the game just dies like there's nothing there's no substance there's yeah. nothing holding it up the division had or destiny had something holding it up diablo had something holding it up divisions right basically now got there's just there's mush there, there's just a pile of sand 
to to all of that, and they had to rebuild the sandcastle. To all of that, time. and to end it on a happy note, because everything I read lately is so sad. I enjoyed the campaign. I enjoyed the story. I mean, we. I thought it was. We're actually... talking about it like this because we we enjoyed and liked the game so much. Yeah. Like, well, we... all of our hardcore listeners will know because we had like probably three or four episodes where we talked about how great the division was we did and how excited we were and how we're level 25 and we're about to hit the end game and we can't wait to see how the end game is and do dark zone runs every day literally our next episode was like we heard about it and it sucks we only are like this because we hurt because we loved it because we're so hurt i mean i I don't know like it's that's how i'm putting a cap on it it was a great game i enjoyed it but i wish they that was my comment of like there's so much salt like there's so much anger because People cared about it. People so much. wanted it to be. People so good. cared about. People the didn't Destiny want so much. PvP to not be there. People wanted to be able to see the other player in the game and possibly. Oh God, yeah, let's not even go there. Oh uh, man, did you see the new thing today no, about No Man's Sky deleting people's discoveries? I just saw that. So before. wait, is there? Okay, I saw one one post about it, but I saw no articles or anything that I about just saw an did, article. Right before is it real? This. Like, so that's uh, a concern. It seems well, like it's, it's a rumor. People, there's been multiple people that have gone back to their opening planets and like discovered the animals that they like rediscovered. Basically, the, mm-hmm. they're, they're not named the things that they named. Them. I wonder. So here's a little insight in the terms of the fact that it's a procedurally generated game. I wonder if there's a bug of like it could be the most minor of bugs. That could cause something like that to happen, but for a procedurally generated game, that has enormous ramifications. Because if even your starting planet has that problem, guess what? Every planet's generated, everyone has that problem. Well, yeah. How am I? I, I got to be able to go back to Hoffadillo and find all my animals. Ooh. I feel like if you're gonna, did name, you ever leave Hoffadillo? No, I haven't left Hoffadillo oh, I keep yet forgetting because you got the that game getting. runs so shittily on my laptop. That's so sad. You gotta get, you gotta on get that, that tower. I my laptop. We can try. I can we try gotta, to show you guys. You gotta build this. your tower. Bro. Oh man, I want to. I actually want to play it for like five minutes. Um, okay, we'll try after this. So uh, that's the end of my topic. To yeah, topic. that's it. Your turn. We can we can move on. Um, my topics usually, not usually, pretty much all the time. Yeah, is pretty much all the time. What I think it is. I'm not going to be able to talk that much about it, but I can. I'm excited. My topics always require homework. I did homework. I did. I really did the homework. And I, did I know. I'm. I'm not. I was saying that you guys did the. I was going to compliment you for doing the homework. That was. That was the the. As the I told Katie last night when we got right back there. from her dad's birthday, of I had to play this or else Thomas is going to cry. <laughs> What's this, Thomas? What game is it? Um. No, I was actually kind of surprised that you got into it, Ryan, because I didn't think it was your cup of oh, tea. Oh, I'm not saying that I got into it. Well, not got I, into I it. I enjoyed it at because all. Because my no. comment is going to be, I hate it. Because just like Homer, well, he hates it. Yeah. Um, so the new Neo demo came out this week. Sorry. Neo, N-I-O-H. The super long in development game from Bandai Namco, developed by Team Ninja, PlayStation 4 exclusive, exclusive. originally announced no in 2004 so as a PlayStation 3 launch title. Not, I'm sure he's not going to do it here, but he literally spent 15 minutes reading the Wikipedia article on this game to me before everyone showed up to trivia this week. So I know a lot about the history of this game. Yeah. And it actually is kind of cool that w- it's been in development since 2004. I mean, hey, yeah. good for you. Samurai. You're getting it out. Samurai. It was like... Bushido. 
I was surprised. I didn't know I what was I was reading into when I started reading that article. But um, yeah, so it came came out. It's kind of like uh, it came out in beta form. I talked about it. The I think I'm pretty sure I talked about the other one. Talked about the alpha. in passing. Yeah, you have before. Almost. You've said you on the podcast. Um, this the now this one's the the beta. They changed all kinds of things based on what people complained about or said they wanted and whatnot. Those filthy casuals. Yeah. So well the <laughs> the the biggest complaint that it's too hard. reportedly came out of the alpha was that the game was too hard. And I was upset that Team Ninja said we're going to address all of the issues that people have brought up about the alpha. And I was like, oh man, they're gonna ruin this game. They're what gonna, did like, they do, Thomas? They're gonna turn it into an easy mode for babies. And what did they do? And, well, for all intents and purposes, uh, contrary to my original comments in our chat, it looks like they've actually made the game harder. Can't confirm. <laughs> Not as a guy who played the first one, but can't confirm. Um, they, they made some changes. So it, it, the game is definitely uh, mechanically works a little bit better uh, than it did in the alpha. Some of the lock-on and targeting and evading things work better. Um, but... And they, they did make a change to the stamina system that I guess is good. Key. Was that that replenishment thing? Yeah. Key. Well, so, key, yeah. I'm going to call it stamina all fucking day. It's key. Yes. I like, I like. Oh, you like I like everything. I, I'll, I'll be quiet. You go so, ahead. so originally when you. that anime kick right now. No. Anime. Anime. Ag- you're all about Kubo and the beetle. Oh, and the monkey. So That's it's not anime. anime, Ryan. It's anime. It's not. I it's animated. <laughs> There's a large, large difference. You not even. <laughs> okay, so actually, where is Leica from? We're gonna find that out. The uh, continue. Originally, now you'll enjoy this, Ryan. I think I t- you already knew about this. Uh, originally, when your your key bar runs out to zero, your character would lean over and catch his breath for like a second. Still happens. It well, no. Now it happens if yep. your key is taken below zero because you are defending or getting hit by an enemy. It I used to be even that. if you did it by your own accord, like if you just kept swinging your sword and ran out of key, you would run out of breath and have to sit there. Yeah, the developers of Kubo are American. Thank you. Okay, anyway. They're not developers. Whatever, the animators. Creators. The studio behind. So, it's... Uh, you guys played it. Let's yeah. start with Ryan, because you played the least. He'll probably have the two comment of it tell me, tell me about Tell me about your experience with Neo. Speak of it. I played the tutorial. The like, second literally talked just the about tutorial. different stances, I said... I'm not going to play this game. (laughs) I started up the first level. I killed the first guy on the beach. I went forward, killed the two guys to the right. Yeah. Uh Went up the hill, killed the two guys there, loaded up that red thing, and instantly got killed (laughs) by it, Uh and turned my PlayStation off. (laughs) I said... The salt got real. This is... I didn't care. Like I didn't care that I died. I turned it off because one, it was late, and I needed. It's all real for me. And I should say two, it's just not a game like that. That's 
I'm a button masher. I come from the Assassin's Creed school of X X X X X X X X X X X X counter X X X X X X X X. Yeah. Well, Neo does have a countering system. They do. Wait, it does. See, okay. Chain my attacks. Kill lots of people. Like I'm a casual. Like that is not. It's just not a game I am going to put my time in. It's just way too much work. Way too much effort. Yep. Yep. I'm not gonna like. I'm not sure where I stand on For Honor, where it looks so cool, but like so, having to so like heady. block different yeah. angle shots and like do all that stuff, like that's too much work. That's got to yeah, it's I'm that's got to be too much for you because it's too that's much like for me. Neo, but uh, supposedly to like another nth degree. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at least that's just like mash buttons and like yeah. the countering system is complicated, but like. Dealing with stamina and dealing with health and dealing with inventory and blah 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 and all that stuff and just not I'm not doing it can't don't deal with it don't forget about your guardian spirit I don't I don't even know what that is I I saw something where I was supposed to pray at it and just said yeah I don't know what this is is it can I can I go now can I go Go for it whatever you can go so that's what I have about Neo my immediate reaction of the game is very 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 positive. Mostly for me because I, I'm a nerd and I really, really, really like samurai related things in particular, and I like that the history around all that kind of stuff. So I was very, very interested to learn all about the fact that they're kind of trying to relate it to actual historical events and stuff like that. So I was very interested to see how the story would play out as I played the game. Then I got very, very, very confused when I actually played the game and I actually went through because it's not. I like that you described it as like a Souls game, but not from From Software. Not in the sense that the combat's like that, but in the sense that the ambiance is. Mm-hmm. In that, like, it's not exactly explained, except the tutorial at the moment does a very good job of telling you the mechanics, how the game works. But, the, I did, for instance, you said there's a counter system. Had no idea. That sounds great. I'd love to know more about that. I should have apparently read more about those scrolls. All I know is mm-hmm. that as I got into the game, I... It, it actually very much so gives you this idea that it's more like, you know, you're just up there to smack the crap out of the guy in front of you and see what happens. I had to remind myself many times during each combat sequence that I should be a bit more reserved because they can kill me into hit, you know, like it will go wrong so quickly. And that's actually why I turned it off as I had gone. I went the wrong way first because apparently there's an area that is not proceeding forward in the terms of the fact that I found the demon at like the other end of the map and I spent a half hour to 45 minutes clearing out and gathering all the items in a totally different part of the map. Like it wasn't, it didn't make sense to me at the end of the day that cause I had no idea what my actual goal was, which made sense for a souls game. But like, as I continued through, like the combat was fun. I enjoyed doing like, it was brutal. It was great to watch. I loved all of the aspects around how they were, having the weapons there and how you could switch between them, but it just got complicated. Like when I play through dark souls one or I play through bloodborne, because that's, it's what this game is going to be compared against. It's what this game is like. It's going, it's what's going to happen when I play through those games. There's a set 
weapon set, I would say. Like, it, you may get better ones or you may get okay ones. But at the end of the day, like, especially in Bloodborne, you got Ludwig's sword. You know what I mean? Like, you got the blade. It wasn't like there were 13 versions of this thing and each one had different scaling attributes and each one had different attack attributes. And I had to make sure, like, there's a lot going on in the character screen right now. And I feel like they kind of need to simplify that a little bit or figure out a way for me to feel like I'm not just, like, accruing shit that I'll never look at. Because... I eventually, I didn't even bother with the other weapons. I just stuck with the katana because it made sense uh-huh. to me. Oh man, you got to rock the dual katanas. Well, those are pretty cool. I tried those out near the end of the near the end of my little time with the game. But I loved, I loved all of the art. I loved all of the, you know, the, the little game looked bad to me. The little I dudes with like the soup shit. bowls, <laughs> the little soup bowls on their heads. Love them. They're awesome. I never got to learn about my spirit His or whatever. But graphics. hey. <laughs> I actually thought it looked okay. You thought it looked terrible? Definitely looked like a PS3 launch title. But at the end of the day... Uh, You might forget what a PlayStation 3 launch title looks like. You might have a little rose-colored windows. Um, I don't think Taylor's necessarily talking about the graphics. It looked like Tekken 4. um, When I saw the Samurai, I'm just like, oh, yeah, this is what I saw in an arcade in 2005. It just... it. It lends itself to feel like it's such a fast-paced game at the moment, at least to me. Because I never used, and I suppose that's really the reason, is that I never used the high stance, which as it turns out is the slow one. Because mid is somewhat quick, and then low you slash really quick but do a little damage. But with slow, you really, it felt more like a Souls game in the fact that I had, or with high stance, you had to be very accurate, very measured with what you did, but... Like, you ran so fast, and people just showed up to you so quickly, and you seemed to dispatch most of them with no problem. Like, it just felt so much more like a just hack-and-slash title, whereas... I definitely was, like, surprised at how... I mean, I only played through, like, the first five enemies, but it was just, like, square, 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 dead. Square, 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 dead. The stamina system, like you said, I think you don't like it because it's very forgiving. It really is. As long as you're just measured in when you attack, mm-hmm. I only ran out of stamina if I was, like, panicking and didn't notice what I was doing. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. Well, um... Key. Excuse me. To be fair, that first area there is... Interesting. Uh, well, very easy. Uh, compared to the rest of the demo. Um, So one of the things that people are, as far as I can tell, complaining about Neo and thinking that it may end up causing it to be too difficult is uh, when you play against multiple multiple enemies, um, the game, the difficulty scales very quickly. So in, in, let's say, a Souls game, Souls enemies uh, kind of... will change their AI based on whether they're in a group or whether they're by themselves. Because if they group, it's just like, we'll kind of come at you. But we right, yeah. Like they kind you. of get a little bit less aggressive in a group. In Neo, nah. in the, nah. like, once you beat that mission that you were playing, you play a side mission where you're playing against two ninjas that are like, they're like, they're like ninjas. Like, they, they dash around and throw shurikens at you. Fucking infuriating to fight these guys. Like they don't, they don't like one come at you and then the other come at you. They hit you at the same time. Like if you get hit once, you're dead because they're both going to land eight hits on you. Uh, the game is like super unforgiving in that way, which I think is really great. I think that uh, yeah, Neo is 
is more technical than Dark Souls. Uh, it's just is like we with the multiple stances it's great now now bloodborne was a little bit less so but bloodborne and dark souls both do have a very probably i would say or at least compared to the demo of neo a more varied weapon set yeah so neo has katanas dual katanas spears and axes and hammers well, the axes and hammers work the same way. Oh, do they? I they have the same move set. I have no idea. Okay. Um, well, there's different, you know, whatever. Right, right. But within, and as far as I could tell, all of the weapons I've used within each of those four classes in Neo had the same exact move set, and they mm-hmm. probably will have the same move set. I doubt they're going to change that. Because, um, I don't know, did you dig into the skill tree at all, Taylor? Um, in the sense that I unlocked two or three that I thought were cool and yes. then realized – so let me explain why I stopped playing the game. I stopped playing the game because I had spent two hours into this, but I had spent so much time in this unrelated area that I had accrued something of – I forget the name of it – like 15,000 quote-unquote souls. I think it's Amorita. Amorita or whatever. That's fine. So I finally figure out where I'm supposed to go, and I figure that out at the exact same moment that I notice I have 13 skill points stacked up, and no one mentioned this. So first of all, I die, and I'm like, okay, fine. I'll get back up there. No problem. This was easy. It's not a problem, especially since I just got all these really dope skills so then i find i hadn't got unlocked it until just then where the dopest I, I absolutely adore this skill where you hold r1 in circle and you sheath your blade and then if you hold it you charge a strike and then you mm-hmm. leap forward and strike everything in front it's the it looks great it sounds great i love everything about it that move is bullshit yeah but yes it turns as it turns out it's not that good so i was there was a particular part of this first level that three people come at you at the same time and i was like oh oh yeah oh yeah i i've fought them a dozen times i know how they're gonna come at me i'm gonna hit all three of them at the same time we're gonna see what happens miss all three of them they kill me in two seconds the other spawn point goes away and i lose those fifty thousand souls i was like flip table i'm already trying to beat dark souls right now i don't need more frustration in my life i will try this another time (laughs) yeah it's it's so that that skill is annoying not uh it is very powerful actually it's It's one one of my favorites i landed it once before i tried that it's dope yeah but the the frustrating part about it is it doesn't work consistently if you're in the middle of a fight and you go back and try to use uh, that sometimes i would press it and he would just sheath his blade and and, then stand there this was fun come at me bro yeah what's up and then other times he's like i think i'll use it this time and then the yokai picks me up and eats me yeah and you're like well that was was good good try all right cool thanks um but that's cool but what's Souls games with each sword within swords have their own move set, yeah. and there are even unique items that have their own unique move set just for that one sword. Yeah. So I think I think in that way, Souls games do have a, a very varied weapon set. But what I love about Neo, and I'm hoping the skill tree is larger in the full game than it is in the demo because oh, that each weapon has its own. Like, yeah. Well, each yeah. weapon has its own skill tree and you can customize your combos so you can, Oh, I didn't, you see that. might have your Katana set up so that square, square triangle does the does kick. slash slash kick. But I have mine set up. Yeah. That it's slash slash jump up in the air and then Ooh. do a downward strike, man. So talk about that. 
I just it's it's awesome for me because I just I love everything about mm-hmm. what the game does. Like yeah. it looks great. I love the art style behind it, but God, it pissed me off for those yeah. fifteen it's, minutes. I was like, oh, it's it's going to be very very difficult. Right now, I'm trying to complete the the fur the Isle of Demon level in Twilight mode. So once you beat uh, most of the levels in the game, it unlocks Twilight mode, which is where it's it's like a remixed version of the level with harder enemies. So like the yokai version. Yes, basically. AKA Oni are everywhere. Yes. There's no no like dudes, it's all yokai. Now as I was telling Ryan in the chat earlier, I actually find the red things, the revenants, pretty cool in the sense that it's actually because at first there were literally none none of them but one. Because I found one on the shoreline that and that's the one that I fought and he was like three levels beyond me and I got shreked in two seconds. It was not good. The second I died the first time, however, they were everywhere. And then I learned, oh, it's player deaths that are registering these revenants, and then you can fight their revenant or like their leftovers. You can fight their drivatar. Yeah, their drivatar. It's like that's awesome. I love that it's AI controlled and that I don't have people invading me. I love that I can basically challenge these people. And you know, I feel mm-hmm. like I hope in the real game that one, it's an option to leave those. You don't have to die to leave them, and that I like get statistics of how many people either I've defeated or well, I think. I that'd think be dope. I don't know about that, but I think there will probably end up being some kind of invasion system that's more similar to Dark Souls. They alluded to that in at least at least the videos that yeah. you showed us. Well, b- because there's a lo- there's a menu where you can select to be summoned, and there's a option to be summoned as a visitor and an option to be summoned as a wanderer. It doesn't explain what a wanderer is, but we know a visitor is a helpful summon, and a wanderer is probably a non-helpful summon. Probably threatening uh, of some sort. Yeah, but the it's it's so fucking good. Like debatable. I I think the gameplay is rough because just like any other Souls game, it's going to be that audience that takes into it. Uh-huh. It's difficult. It's hard. It's not very like if it played like Assassin's Creed, I would devour this game. It it would be one of those games that I eat in eight hours and the entire thing is done. But since it's like a Souls game, it's going to take time. I'm going to I'm going to have to play for a few hours a day and when I get angry at it I'm going to have to put it down because otherwise I'm never going to boot it up again. Mhm. Mm, nah, you can just keep you, you can just, just get, get good. good. You can just get good. You, know, and you want to worry about that. It's not that hard. I mean it's okay, Ryan. You don't have to get good. I'm not. You're good enough at Overwatch. You can just play that. Thanks. My current goal is to get to get to Orlando. Once I get there, I'll get to so, you know, I'll move on to other things. Yeah, we do need to get you to Ann Orlando. Okay, so... I've been singing um, that song in the past few days. I hope you you appreciate that. It's a good song. (laughs) Neo could... Could... If it comes out this year, and it is as good throughout the entire game as it has been on the demo for me, it may surpass Dark Souls 3. Ooh. For those of you that don't know, that's a bold statement for Thomas. Because every subsequent Dark Souls game has been the crowning achievement of gaming genres to date. Well, they're all crowning achievements in their own way. In their own individual way. They're all special. They're all like one jewel on one big crown. That <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> that um And the Bloodborne's the rag hanging off the back. Well yeah, Bloodborne is pretty good. I like Bloodborne more. I hope Dark Souls three is good. 
I'm excited to make my way to that game. Yeah, well, Bloodborne is... If you had Dark Souls 1 with the production values of Bloodborne... Yeah. Oh, yeah, it no, would, no, for sure. I think it would surpass Bloodborne. Um, <clears throat> Dark Souls 1, so far as I've played, it just plays like a slower Bloodborne. I just wish it looked better. Yeah, just give it just give it some new shit. Give it some time. Give it some time. I think we're done here. So, the time has come. Who wins? Who do you vote for, Thomas? I don't know. I vote for Taylor. <gasps> hmm. I want to vote for myself. Can I vote for myself? Is that a thing? I forget if we can do that. Ah, fine. Okay, well, I vote for Ryan, unfortunately. I really want to vote for you, but at the end of the day, it's really just that I love that game. You know, that is a reason to vote for me. That is a reason to vote for you. Um, Maybe I should vote for you. No, I don't think I can win <clears throat> it anyway. Um, hmm. I have to vote for Taylor. <gasps> the three-peat is broken. Damn. It's okay. Technically, you gave Not because I want to break your three-peat. I feel he like you get, league, you get two I and just, a half, Pete. I hate league, and I hate um, esports team owners. It's, and it's a weird it's a weird situation. It's like, on one hand, you want, you know, I don't know. It's weird. Anywhere you have millions of dollars, people are going to bitch and moan all yeah, day long. That's and I feel like that's what it comes down to. Oh, this is our first video that's going up on Southern Nerds. Yes, it is. So Indeed. look for it, look for it there. Look for it underneath that channel. Well, right. Actually, wait. Yeah, well, there'll be a. I don't be know a how link. YouTube works, as we learned previously. So yeah, there's not a way for us to link to it through YouTube. Um, <laughs> we'll put a link on the website. And, yeah, I guess I should. We'll put up a little video. You'll know that everything has moved over this new channel. But we're we're joining Southern Nerds. They're cool. And uploading on their channel because they have more viewers than we do. They're also, well, suppose, you know, supposedly we don't. Apparently we have sleeper viewers. <laughs> well, we have we have sleeper viewers on the RSS. Feed. Yeah, people who um, listen to us. We have no idea how many of you actually watch us. Yeah. How many. But we do. We still have a Twitter. We still have our own Twitter at TDOB Podcast. Podcast. If you tweet at us, we'll still answer your questions. We yeah. would love to. It was fun the first time. We'd tell us. To do it again. Uh, tell us how you feel about the Neo demo. If you played it, if not, go play it. If you don't have a PS4, you should go get one. Yeah. If you if you don't if you haven't don't played it yet, it. you should definitely go play it. Don't well, it. I, it's, I, what's really I, great is it's a free way to find out. If, if you're you a hardcore hang. player, like if you can hang with the true gaming elite, if you can do Neo. You can try Dark Souls. Is what it comes down to. Yeah, like if if the systems in Neo aren't don't it's completely rough. shut you off like they did Ryan, then it'll shut you off. Then Let's you be can perfectly hang. honest. This game is frustrating. All of them are frustrating. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's frustrating. It's, but hey, if you have three months before Battlefield One comes out, why not try it? Battlefield One. All right, let's go play some Overwatch. Adios.